Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Life That Works. I am Kevin Cooley. My co-host, Adrian, my wife, is usually with me on this. But today, riding shotgun with my boy, Gerson Cooley. You're the sub. I'm the sub. I got tagged in. Off the bench. Here he is in the game. We're talking about everything from generational, different generations working together uh, in the family, in the workplace, in churches, but also how do you lead different generations? Uh, We talked about different tendencies that different generations have, but since you are a Gen Z expert, because you are one, those born between 1997 and 2012, we're going to kind of dive into that. So before we go any further, smash the like button, subscribe if you haven't followed, and please share, share this with people, post it on your wherever you post stuff. All right, because this is going to help you and help others. That's right. All right, so one of the things I noticed about Gen Zers is they have a tendency to really struggle generationally with anxiety. Yeah. Uh, And we we touched on this last time, but they also are big time into their boundaries. And that's you said it's kind of a coping mechanism to try to create some privacy because their life is so public because they describe these apps they're on social media their whole life is public right so they're wanting something just to be just yeah. them and security security some some kind so it's some sort of coping mechanism to yeah. uh cope with the stress but it doesn't really seem to help does it no and like i think too with the boundaries i feel like it also kind of is a power move as mm. well, like some sort of like power, like I can control this part of my life because there is that sense of like we can't really control anything, and we live in such a like unique world right now of like it's hard to figure out the truth, and mm. there is really no control over truth it feels like yeah you can't trust the news yeah like you can't really trust can't anyone anything everything's recorded and captured and shared and yeah there's no privacy so i feel like we're back we're like super boundary oriented Mm -hmm. because of kind of like a gasp for some sort of individualism hmm yeah I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> a grasp, a gasp. So wh- what do you mean by individualism? Like everyone has the same filter mm. on social media. Yeah. Everyone has the same camera, the same phone. Yeah. Everyone has the same story to tell. Everyone, you know, lives in similar means. Yeah. There are some people who are very, very blessed and mm-hmm. some people who are very, very unfortunate mm-hmm. and live in terrible situations. And some people, there, there is a great divide in that sense. Right. But for most people, yeah, like because of where we live, like for most people, there are similarities in the way that we exist. Everybody's got the same phone. Yeah. Everybody's using the same social media platform. Yes. That kind of thing. Yeah. So everybody's trying so hard to be different. They're the same because they all have the same tools. Exactly. At their disposal. And there's that lack of individualism of who is me? Mm. Like, who am I? How do I exist in this picture of life when right. everything is so similar? 
And so I think boundaries are kind of like my generation's way to be like, okay, you can't actually do that with me. And that is me protecting my privacy. That is some sort of control and my identity to a certain degree. Yeah. Because that I feel like affects my identity Mm. with whatever the thing is that we're trying to protect ourselves from. Yeah. So. Okay. So, okay. Now you, on the other hand, uh, you are an artist. Mm-hmm. You are artistic. I mean, since you were, I mean, I've known you your whole life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since you were a little kid, you were like your own little dude. And right. <laughs> I remember your famous quote on the playground, you know, when you guys in first grade or kindergarten, when you went running at the elementary school, you know, PE, everybody ran the track. And you were always out in front running, out running everybody. And this one kid tried to run with you one day. He goes, I'm going to run with you today, Garrison. And you looked at him and said, I run alone. That's right. You better know that. And you took off. <laughs> so you still kind of run alone. You kind of do your own thing. Yeah. You are a drummer, an incredible drummer. And so, Thank you, you. But you do kind of march to the beat of your own drum. Is that just, just your personality, how God made you? I mean, I know that it is to a degree. Sure. But what part does the culture yeah I, well that. for for me of like the, back to the story like running alone uh-huh. like there are positives and negatives to that and i feel like culturally because of how i am wired and made and how god made me mm-hmm. i think the more it's so funny i i personally feel like culture pushes to like individualism Mm. But in the same breath, it's very like uniform because mm. everyone's individual in the same way, mm. which is right. kind of weird, but whatever. That's what you want to do, I guess. Like, that's just not my thing. And like, like, I'm not, I don't enjoy doing things that have been done before. It's not something that I, that, that interests me. Right. I like not knowing things. Hmm. Like when I not when I don't know, I'm I feel like I'm going the right direction. Hmm. If I do know, I'm kind of like okay, it's too predictable, it's too predictable. Or it's like or it's like someone there's someone else who might not know this thing that hmm. I do know, and it'll be way more enjoyable for them to find huh. the thing that I've right. already found. Along so I'm just way. gonna leave that alone and let someone else do it. Okay. That's just kind of how I view it, because I would hope someone would do that for me. Like, <laughs> if I'm on the journey of trying to figure something out or find something, yeah, and I'm trying to learn something that I'm curious in, and then sure. someone just comes up and gave me the answer after all this time of trying to find the thing, sure, that would break my heart. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> oh my dude, you just like ruined it for me. Right. You told me who won the game. I haven't watched it yet. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. And so I think that that for for me at least when it comes to so I feel like social media like is that. Hmm. It's like, I don't know this thing that I've been looking for my whole life or for an hour or for the past week or a day or or month or whatever it is. And then you just spoiled it for me. Hmm. So interesting. Because it's, there's so much resource out there. Yeah. It's definitely a generation of knowledge. Yeah. The the age of knowledge. And knowledge is expanding exponentially every day. Right. And if you don't know something, you can just Google it. Exactly. People don't even need a preacher anymore to marry them. They can just fill something out online or just have a have the license. Mm-hmm. And, and so it just makes 
if everybody who has a hammer is a carpenter, nobody's special. It's, it's you know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody's not a carpenter. Right. I know a great carpenter and he's talented and I'm not. Yeah. So we also need to appreciate the individuality skills that God's given us and that we've developed. Yes. Within ourselves. Yeah. Like, and, and back to the boundary thing. Right. I, for me, and I feel like a lot of people that I know in my generation, there is like that need of feeling the need of wanting the need to be known. I feel like is like the best way of saying it mm-hmm. of like known That's, for me. Yeah. Like who I really am. Not right. like this guy that does this. Like we don't want to be really known for like what we do, but like yeah. who we are. Yeah, but do you feel like that's a big struggle for people to know who they are? So you want to be known for who you are, but you don't know Know who who you are. are. Yeah, very true. And and to be honest, like I'm still kind of on that in a way. That's what your twenties is about. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm trying to figure out who I am in 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 a way. Like there's a lot that I do know about me, and like I'm comfortable with, and like enjoy about myself. And there's some things that are still a mystery. Yeah. So. And back kind of to bring up the anxious thing, mm. like, and anxiety is very prevalent, like in my generation. Like, but you're not a real anxious person, and you're right. a part of that anxious generation. So, how do you not cope? Is it the right word? But how have you overcome that? Not that you don't ever get anxious, of course. But you don't seem like the stereotypical Gen right. Zer who's living anxious and living stressed <laughs> out all the time. Yeah. Why? How do you, what do you do? What have you yeah, learned? Yeah, I, for me, when I'm anxious, I'm anxious. And when I'm not anxious, I'm not anxious. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm not stressed, I'm just like, that's not, I'm not stressing. But like right. if I am stressed out, like I'll, I'm stressed out. You face it. I face it. And I'm like, it is what it is. And like, I don't, it's not my identity. Right. Like it's not like being stressed out to me. That doesn't make me more or less interesting. Mm. Like, I don't need that to be, like, my vibe. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of my friends, too, are, like, in ways can be like that. And we've actually had conversations about that. Like, Mm. do like, how much of this is really authentic of how you feel and how much is this is just a great conversation starter? Yeah. And that's, like, that's a tough conversation to have because, like, (laughs) it's so, such a touchy topic, like, anxiety. Yeah. And, And, like, depression like those are heavy words they, they are and so you don't ever want to like belittle that with no, people for sure but in the same time of like like how many mm. times do like we have a problem or an issue that isn't even like that real but it's something that a lot of people can relate over and so we just like identify it because it's like marketable marketable or helps me get to know you better mm. in this like flawed but unauthentic it, like yeah but if it's not the real way. you exactly so okay it's like, so the gloves are coming off here all right yeah. so forgive me here we go <laughs> all right so i'm a gen xer yeah we were latchkey kids we let ourselves in we cooked our own food we hoped our parents came home mm. and they usually did but sure. when they didn't you just figured it out yeah okay so we're very entrepreneurial i mean we invented social media and those sorts of things so um Help me understand because we love results. We love getting things done. We love a challenge. Right. You know, we had the best music in the last century. 
very inspiring. 80s rock, baby. As let's an artist, go. I must say. Okay, but I know that's controversial, but anyway, no, that's it's, my opinion. It's my opinion. It's the golden era. <laughs> but so we're, you know, we kind of generally look at your generation as being soft. And, but at the same time, you're going through crap that our generation didn't. We had the Cold War, but you guys had COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, I don't know. We had the gas shortage in the late 70s, early 80s, and you guys had the 9-11 terrorist attack. Oil when you spill. Were born. And yes, yeah, so so you, there is a grit to your generation that I like. Sure. But why do some people perceive like millennials and Zers as soft? And what's the reality? Oh, yeah. So I, I think... Because as a boss... Uh-huh. You know, on people on my team, I want people to have that grit, the right. result, work hard. But and- at the same time, I want to know how do I? Because millennials are now taking over the workforce, and by the end mm-hmm. of this decade, a third of the workforce will be Gen Zers. So yeah. we've got to figure out how to lead and manage, and or be led and managed by right Zers and millennials. So I think when it comes to like soft or hard or working hard or whatever, I think. So I'll say, I think emotionally, it's not that we're soft. Yeah. I think we're lazy. Emotionally? Emotionally. Okay. And because, and I think there's a difference between like being weak and being lazy. Sure. And like, in this, because you might be strong in other areas. Mm -hmm. If you're just weak, you're just weak. Right. Now, if you're lazy in an area, you can, there's potential to be strong in a different area. Sure. So I think in ways we're lazy mm-hmm. in that way of like, we'd rather just like not deal with confrontation mm. because like we got more Instagram followers to like mm. lean on or like we got yeah. whatever, like, or we have that other friend group over here. Like we, okay. it's like, it's very tempting to just jump from thing to thing because there are so many opportunities in the world now. Yes, there are. Like back in the day, like your friends were your friends. Like yeah. your family was your family. There was like nowhere else to really go. So if, right. there, if there was a problem, you had to figure <laughs> had it to, out. Yeah, that's a good point. Like we don't, that's not a need as much. Well, it really is, but we don't see it as a need. It. We don't acknowledge you it. Know, I read a thing where the average boomer might have three to four jobs in his lifetime. The mm. average builder has one, maybe right. two. But the Gen Zer will have an average of 23 to 25 jobs or careers in his lifetime yeah so talking about just going from one thing to another which could be a beautiful opportunity yeah sure which could that could mean 25 beautiful relationships it could it could be 24 terrible relationships and one good relationship yeah that's not good either right right. there is a pattern there sure if that's the case it could be an amazing thing could be a terrible thing yeah so but also like Back to back to like the whole weak thing. I don't think we're weak. I think we're lazy in that area. I also think we feel underappreciated mm. with the lack of resource because we mm. have the knowledge to know how to get things done. Okay. With proper resources. There you go. And we just don't really take things seriously if the resources aren't there. That's fair. So if as a leader, that's where I can do better or where we can do better as leaders, managers, visionaries mm-hmm. is resourcing that generation to accomplish 
yeah. what we're asking them to accomplish or what they see needs to be accomplished. Yeah, I'll share this story too. Of like, I was in the studio, we were cutting some songs, and I flew my friend out to come video mm-hmm. Yuli, amazing videographer and photographer. And he flew down, and he was down. The first thing he asked me was, hey, I need to get this kind of camera and this kind of lens, and I need this flash. And he started mm-hmm. giving me all the tools that he needed <clears throat> to get the thing done that, that, you asked that him to I do. asked him to do. And if I couldn't get him those things, then like respectfully, it just wasn't going to work. And right. I respect that. I love that. And I was like, this is, this is cool. And now I know what's needed of me mm. to help him do the thing that I need him to do. And it worked. Yeah. And it cost more money. Like, practically, it was, it, was, it was a stretch. It was hard. But you got him what he needed. But I got him what he needed. And it was, and I was able to push and market that track for a month in advance because I had so much content. No, that's good. So I think, too, like with me, of like, if I'm in a conversation with someone and like they don't have the proper resources to yeah. like get the thing done and like there's really no point of having the conversation. Mm. But you have to come to that realization. Yeah. But first of all, as as a leader or a CEO, uh-huh. I need to know that the result that you're after is really the result that needs to be gone after. Yeah. There has fair to be enough. that agreement between us. Yeah. So how can we find that consensus? I think the Numbers don't lie, and I think the the cool thing about my generation is that we know how to, I think, analyze those numbers and mm. figure out where things really matter or not okay. on the grand scheme of like the internet, because that's such a big, broad mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, right. Of like, you can get lost in in that world right. where you just kind of there's no value in it. Then there's smaller parts of it there are a lot of value and you can really grow and accomplish the goals that you have yeah and there's so many tools now that are out there where you can look at the numbers and go okay there's engagement here and engagement there and all that stuff and how it translates to in person for like what we do Mm -hmm. with church like it translates to okay now we found someone on the internet wherever it may have been or (laughs) tv or through technology. Right. How many of those people are coming in person now once mm. we've, you know, made an impression? Right. And then you can start making informed decisions from that knowledge. So it's like all about, I think it's all about knowledge and all about having that conversation of, you know, what's actually working and what's not. So working. informed decisions on where to put those resources. Exactly. Because, f- you know, for instance, we have a limited resource we don't have an unlimited budget most people do you know yeah so we have to work within the confines of what we have Mm -hmm. just naturally speaking Mm -hmm. of course we're faith people we believe from and identifying who you are yes exactly so if for any and i think that's the thing that is really cool about my generation is like it's pretty easy for us to go this is what we want this is what we don't want because we've had to make that decision so fast so many times so many times in our life so of true. like, we like this, we don't like this, yeah. we think this is cool, we don't think this is cool. Right. Uh, I identify with this group of people because they do that, and I think that's cool. I think mm. those people over there are lame. <laughs> I don't like that. And so we've had to make all these decisions. Yeah. I'm going to follow this person, I'm not going to follow this person. Uh-huh. Go down the list, whatever it is. Like, right. 
And so we go, okay, I like this. So like, like for art, for example, that's just kind of where I go because it's mm-hmm. what I do. And so it's like Rick Rubin, I heard him say this of like, it's like food. Like you put it in your mouth and you know if you like it or you don't like yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And so once you do that, it's, you've made your decision. Everything in life should be that way. Hmm. You either know or you, you know either way if you like it or you don't. Yeah. So when it comes to like resource, identifying the thing that you like and then putting it there and explaining mm. to people the identity behind the thing. That's good. I, um, I know where my generation could struggle with that is we have the same number of decisions to make in front of us, but we didn't have that number of decisions until later in life. Yeah, So very sometimes true. we suffer from option fatigue. Yeah. We're just like overwhelmed. Like, I don't want to make any more decisions. Too much. So it's been said of you and I mm-hmm. that we work really well together. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. Yeah. We do. Two different generations. Um, I'm 30 years older than you. But, and sometimes we differ on our opinions, yep. but we have a way of working through things and coming around to an agreement where we can move yeah. forward and, and make progress. How do you think we do that? I think we so both, well. I think we say a lot of things to each other, yeah. but just as much as we talk, we also listen. That's good. I think that's the biggest thing. And I realize that it's not about me. Hmm. Like I might like, it's not my decision to make. Yeah. Like you have to okay it and I'm cool with that. And so I'm going to take whatever you want and I'm going to language it or position it in Mm -hmm. a way that translates the farthest. Yeah. And I also understand or feel that you have our best interest in mind. Yeah. And for the organization, for us personally, and because I trust that in you, I value your input and your opinion because you're not trying to hurt us. You're trying to help us. Mm -mm. And I've really, and because I know that it helps me to be a better listener. Cause I'm like, I know this guy is trying to help us win and not trying to sabotage us. Yeah. So that, I think that mutual back and forth, that honor from you and that trust from me Mm -hmm. really translates into a lot of results. Very true. And I feel like that's so true. Honor and trust is huge. That's Mm. like, Big, big. I think, I think too, it's like most of the things I feel like that I do want to change in our conversations, like yeah. when we're like trying to get something done, yeah, isn't so much like, like what the thing is, but more so like how it looks mm. or what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's the same canvas. It's right. the same brush. Yeah. It's the same artist. It just might just be like a different color palette. Yeah. And I'm just trying to suggest maybe a different <laughs> color palette. Right. Not so much a bigger or smaller canvas no, that's or let's, so good. Change, let's change the brush that you like to use. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Like, let's change the tools. I'm just saying maybe a different color palette. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, I feel like that's the biggest thing about my generation is a lot of times we don't understand that. Mm it might not just be a color palette change. We Sometimes we try to change who the artist is yeah, because it doesn't fit whatever we're seeing in our minds yeah. because like we're so used to being able to control things. <laughs> right. But it's like, no, like the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about it 
is the artist, mm. is the person, is yeah. the vision, is the goal. Right. Like changing those things messes it all up. Mm. You got to leave that stuff alone. No, that's good. And just let the color palette yeah. and be flexible to allow that yes. to be. And at the same time, I'm trying to be more open to your suggestions about different color changes because there's certain things that I've done a certain way for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I've gotten results. And so I want to stick with it. But then you come along and go, well, actually, Dad, this is this will get you a better result because what and you'll always reflective listen and say, what I'm understanding that you want to accomplish is this, right? I'll go, yeah, that's right. Well, and then you you explain to me how there's a better way. There's yeah. a better color. You know, recently, we had uh, we're still in the middle of it, but we are re outfitting a, a room that was just the youth room for a long time, and now it's going to be a multi-purpose room, but primarily used for our kid men on yeah. Sunday mornings. And so, and then there's another room called our family venue. Overflow room. Overflow room, family venue. Yep. If you've got uh, fussy kids or, you know, we have a big crowd and people need to go in there, whatever. Or people yeah. don't like big crowds, they can go in there and exactly. it's a smaller venue next to our coffee shop. But anyway, your question was, what do you want to do in that room? And right. Based on my answer to that question, dictated the gear that we bought. Yep. And then you're like, okay, so that helps me understand we don't need to spend all that money in this room. We need to save that money for when we do this next room that's going to be more of a, you know, uh, bigger production. Yeah, bigger production, live music, you know, teaching platform, that kind of thing. Record, recording, multi tracks. Yeah, Yeah. of live things. And so so then we're going to, okay, well, let's not spend too much money on the soundboard for mm-hmm. that room. Let's get the little board. Right, yeah. So we can put the money into the other room. Yeah, yeah. So I know that's very practical nuts and bolts, oh, but, but there are people that are listening yeah. that may, they have I to think, work these things out with uh-huh. other generations to I get the results they want. I think with all kinds of investments, investments with your relationships, mm-hmm. investments with uh, finances, gear, spaces, how big or small you want your venue to be. yeah. All parking, you know, marketing, all the things. I personally think that that's kind of like a five-year thought process. I'm mm-hmm. like, what's this going to be five years from now? No, that's right. That's right. And I think if you think that way, it, it helps because you're not doing quick fixes. You might have yeah. to wait a little longer, plan a little bit better. Yes. You know, you might have to save a little bit more. Right. Whatever it may be, but wait a little longer. I like, I have a phrase that I say a lot, and then you have one that you say a lot, and they're both really good. And I'm my, interested to know what my phrase is. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> my phrase is a question when we're making these decisions, and you've heard me ask it to you before. Uh-huh. It's, well, what's the best decision long term? Yep. Your phrase is, well, is my future self going to thank my past self? Yes. Talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) that's so funny. All right. That's funny that you picked up on that. Right. (laughs) um, Yeah. So it's it's the the thought of, I know I'm going to fail. And like knowing that is like the biggest relief Hmm. in the world. Yeah. Because it's like when it happens, you're not like confused. Right. Or like, devastated. I didn't plan for that to happen. Like if yeah. you plan on failing, like you're mm. good when you fail. Like right. it's fine. Like you catch yourself. And if you don't fail from time to time, you're not trying cool enough things. Exactly. Like you're not going for it. Yeah. Like it's kind of pointless. If you're not failing, 
is pointless. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so for me, <clears throat> present self now, I am trying to set up guardrails and nets that I can fall into for when I fail in the future. Okay. So, and I do that with how I set up gear. Like redundancy for me is like super important. Mm -hmm. In the production world, that just means if one thing goes wrong, there's another thing that can pick up the slack for that thing. Safety and net. It can carry on. Yeah. Or there's ways of troubleshooting things to where if something goes wrong very quickly, we can fix it. Right. For me, that's the most important thing. Or if I make a mistake, if I do something wrong, there's something behind me hmm. that is automated right. that can fix the problem gotcha. for a human error. Yeah. So, and there's some things that you just can't control and sure. things go wrong and stuff happens. Like and, the feedback loop a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, like that. That was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you think I like, I'm a pro, right? You think I know what I'm doing and I do something like that. But that's like the one time all year anything like that has happened. And anyway. You were like, oh, and it sounds so good. Let me just boost this yeah, just a little, a little bit. Yeah, just make it a little bit more wet. A little bit more verb. Nope. <laughs> but and, you will never make that mistake Anyways, again. but I learned from it. And yeah. It's, yeah. You failed forward. I didn't even know that could happen. Anyway. <laughs> well, I'd, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, so it's just like past, future self thinking past self. So like catching yourself, planning for the failure for when it happens because it's going to happen in all the things, mm. in all aspects of life, personal, work, yeah, whatever it is, it's making decisions to help yourself in the future mm -hmm. instead of just halfway thinking through things yeah. and throwing stuff at the wall, hoping that it sticks. Right. Like, cause what if it doesn't stick? What if it never sticks? Yeah. Then what are you going to do? Right. Maybe you got to reposition yourself and start throwing stuff at the ground. <laughs> Who says it has to be the, the, the wall? Right. Anyway, that's just how I think, but. I love it. No, it's good. So I, th I think you can tell that Gen Z, they're no schmucks. They're smart. They're, they're hella smart, as some people say. They are <laughs> technologically advanced. And especially when the people have the advantage of being filled with the Holy Spirit, having the spirit of wisdom on the inside of them at a young age, they can be a tremendous asset. Millennials, Gen Zers, tremendous asset to your team, to your family, to your workforce, to your church staff, to your uh, volunteer team. So don't shy away from them because you don't understand them. You have to yeah. seek first to understand. Yeah, yeah. Then be understood. That's a age old. I'll adage. say this too, though. Like we're terrifying. <laughs> like I'm, I'm thank a, you for that. I'm aware of how like scary it probably is when I like walk yeah. in the room. Okay, because because like nothing is like not nothing is sacred in a literal sense, but like right. nothing is sacred. Yeah, and you're not even that appropriately, and and like nothing impresses me. Yeah, like like because like like. Justin Bieber is in France, like singing his tunes with like the greatest band in the world with like the craziest gear. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can just go look at that. Right. So like nothing's going to impress me after that. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Like, no, it's there's like, there's just so many things yeah. that are happening that are that. really cool. And like, so like not like you and like, that's the thing is like you can do anything. Yeah. And so I understand as a church leader or someone who is in, a position of leadership yeah, and you're so used to doing things a certain way for sure. so long. Right. And then you have this 
you know, young person come in the room and be like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, why do we have to do that? Like, why can't we just do something else? Like, right, right. Or what if we did this? And, and it's like probably super frustrating because there has been interest mm. for so long in the, like, the way that things were done. Right. And now like everyone's losing interest and no one knows why. Right. No, that's true. That's and, a fact. And, and then on top of that, feeling like a failure maybe. Mm-hmm. You have someone being like, okay, let's let's change the thing too. So it's right. just like pain after pain, <laughs> yeah, and like frustration after frustration. So like, I would just say like, just like hear them out. Like you don't have to no, do all the things. Yeah. Like we don't do all the things that I say. Right. Like some of my ideas are terrible, <laughs> but like, but that's like the the process of I feel like building something great, building yes. something unique, yeah. building something authentic and true. Mm building something that's worth being a part of. Yeah. um, Pastor Craig Rochelle, who has a great leadership podcast, he says that people don't mind changing. It's just the way that we make them change sometimes. Ooh, that's good. Or the process. Yeah. So again, um, don't be afraid to have the discussion. Like, why do we do it this way? Yeah. And what if we did it a different way? And just have the conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm not talking about like deconstruction. Like, I'm, I I mean, I'm talking about like, and we're talking about like practical things. I'm not talking about like theological things or orthodox. Like, yeah, no, no, no. no. I'm just talking about like the way that things are done. Because that would be changing the canvas, not the brush. Exactly. I just want to clarify that. Like, like I'm not, I'm not saying that to like deconstruct your faith. (laughs) Not at all. Just to clarify. I do feel like though, that because your generation has been exposed to such high caliber uh, production, you know, Mm -hmm. you mentioned Justin Bieber and, um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1975. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite people. So we're not going to compete with that. Uh, I mean, we're just not, I don't care who you are, what your budget is. You're going to have a hard time competing with that. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. It seems like, that's not really what your generation's looking for, spiritually speaking. True, very true. You're like, okay, you're not gonna be. This is not gonna be a um, uh, a concert level experience. But is God here? Mm. And that seems like yeah. that authenticity, that genuine reality of God and His presence and His people. That's what the world can't compete with us. But do we have that? Because that's what your generation seems to be looking for. Yeah, that's so true. And like, and like, that's not like why people are there. Yeah, if they want to go to a Taylor Swift concert, yeah, they can go to a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, unless it's too expensive. <laughs> then there's that. Yeah, because that's been a thing. <laughs> but <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, that's not why people I feel like are there, and they are there for that. Like, they're kind of like weird already, and like <laughs> people don't really like like them Mm. so it's fine like let them do their thing yeah like if that's why they're there whatever but like most people most people are there because they're trying to find peace Mm. and they're trying to find purpose and relationship with something that has called them there to that moment right like like I think it's so funny when people tell these stories of like, 
like so and so just stumbled into church and like mm-hmm. didn't even know why they were there. Like, no, dude. Like something called them there. Yeah. Like they're there for a reason an and, a, and a purpose. Like mm-hmm. it's not an accident. Like it's not so happened like chance that someone came at a specific time yeah. in a specific place to hear from a specific person that had a specific <laughs> word. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, and like that's the stuff that I feel like we're after. Mm. Because you can't like reproduce that. Right. Like you can't like copy and paste that. Like you can't, there's not a, sing, hmm. like you can't buy a single thing on the planet that can replicate that. Yeah, that's right. And I think that is more so the thing that we're after. So it's back to that anxiety thing. Yeah. I mean, it's back to, you know, that being a plague of your generation, but the pursuit is peace. And here's the thing, though. Mm. Peace wow. is, is not a thing. Peace is a person. That's good. And freedom isn't the absence of an addiction or the absence of an oppressor. Freedom is a person. Mm. And that's what we've got to get better at. And, and, and for me, as a communicator, as a leader, as a pastor, as, as a, an apostle who plants churches overseas— the, all those different things. I need your generation's perspective and help and your skills to fulfill the Great Commission. Yeah. And so God's raised up this, your generation for such a time as this because He knew we would need you guys right now. So you're right on time. So we have to embrace and we have to uh, collaborate and we have to appreciate, celebrate the differences yeah. because together we can go a lot further. That's that's so, that's so good. That's a reminder for me right here in this moment too of like, mm. Peace is a person, and let's talk about that for a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, like, absolutely. Peace is a person, and and I feel like that that anxiety from I feel like for me, I can't speak for everyone or like my generation. I feel yeah. like, but I can speak for me as someone in my generation. Is that I feel like anxiety oftentimes is something that happens because there is a lack of something, Hmm. a lack of, you know, preparation. Mm -hmm. So you're stressed out because you're not prepared. Right. A lack of knowledge, the uncertainty of life, um, the lack of relationship, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, there's a lack of relational integrity yeah, or a lack of relational equity. equity. But it's a lack of confidence. A lack no matter, of confidence. No matter which a lack way you slice of it. honesty. It's just lack. Mm. And when peace becomes a person, mm-hmm. then it's all there. That's like right. nothing's lacking anymore. That's right. So just from a practical sense, mm. it makes sense. Right. Like, Duh. Yeah. Of course, peace is a person. Yes, he is. And so, <laughs> and of course, he's like our comforter. Mm. Like, duh. Yeah. Like, it just, it, it makes sense. It adds up. Mm. And like, and so like just dealing with anxiety too, it's like, for me, I just feel it. And mm. when I feel it, it is what it is. 
and I don't sit on it for too long. I let it come and I let it go naturally, like as it as you it does. Analyze and, it like why no, am I, I feeling this? I don't. What am I lacking that's causing this feeling? I I, I feel like I don't have to analyze it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just I know what it is. I know why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, okay. and like it's not like if you don't know why, you're not paying attention. Yeah. And like that's another problem. So let's speak to I, that. You I, know, I think no, I like, that's, that's brilliant. I mean, we'll start wrapping up here in a minute. Yeah, but I mean, kind of parting thoughts along those lines of paying attention to what? Pay attention to who? I don't. Well, a lot of things. You're <laughs> you're like existing, like reality, <laughs> like okay. life. I well, like you're not paying attention to yourself. Mm. You're not paying attention to the situation. Like you're not giving the situation enough thought or attention. Mm-hmm. So like, do you even really care enough to be anxious about it if you're not even really paying attention about it? Yeah. So then there's like a weird yeah, thing going on. Yeah, because your responsibility kicks in. And so they, oh my gosh, so the anxiety crops yeah. up because you do care. Because you do care, exactly. So it's like, so if you care, um, like have the discipline mm. to match that. Yeah. To recognize what's going on. Yeah. But what if you didn't? I mean, we've all been there. Yeah, of course. Like, things, like, sideswipe you sometimes. Mm. And, like, you're not seeing it coming. And, like, it just creeps up on you, you know? And, like, you're like, oh, man, like, how did this happen? I think you just, I just think, like, as that happens, you have to, you have to go, okay, give me a minute. Yeah. Give me a sec. Let me just... All right, where did this come from? Mm. Why did this happen? That's smart. What's going on? How do I need to react to this? Yeah. How can I respond? Is my future self going to thank my past self? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Is my future self going to thank my past self? Uh, and then, like, move on. Yeah. Like, don't, like, it's not a it. good, like, it's not a good, it's never a good conversation starter. Like, don't keep it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, like, bring it up. Like, let it, be what it is, which is a personal moment. Yeah. That and if you need to to express how you're feeling to someone, like that's very important. Right. Don't hold it in. Like let it out. That's kind of like the point of what I'm trying to say is like let it out. Let it out. Keep it out and move on. And move on. That's good. So on the disc profile, I'm an I D. Mm-hmm. I is the people person. The D is the leader. And those are neck and neck. I'm just a little more yeah. I'm a I'm a fun people. I'm sure. a fun boss. Yeah, yeah. I'm a boss, but I'm a fun boss. On the Enneagram, I'm a seven. That's the the fun guy, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, in my spiritual gifting, I'm an exhorter, so I'm an encourager, right? And that's that's the most important of any of those three I just mentioned. Is because that's how God made me as an exhorter. Yeah, yeah. And these other profiles or tests just kind of have a little glimpse into the way God made you. And the Scripture says I'm an exhorter. Yep. So I have to work on that in a different way because I don't like negative feelings. I don't like sad feelings yeah. and, or even anxious feelings, but especially sad ones. So I'm always trying to avoid the negative feelings. I'm trying to avoid whether it's sadness, confrontation, right. uh, go down anything negative. If, I, if there's another way to to solve it than going through <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to figure out how to get around it. <laughs> exactly. Love it. So my growth opportunity is just what you said. Yeah. Is not sitting in it for too long, mm. but at least touching it, sitting in that feeling, facing that feeling, and, and letting myself feel it, even yeah. if it's bad, mm. 
but then you move forward. Then uh, you yeah. ask, what's God's word say? What do people in my small group say? Yeah, yeah. I think too, like, for me, I'm a four. So uh-huh. my issue isn't so much like not feeling it, yeah. but I'll feel it. Uh-huh. And then on the Enneagram, I'm a four. So like, that's like the individualist yeah. and stuff. And so I'll feel it. I'm like, no one else has gone through this. So I'm going <laughs> to identify as it because it makes me unique. Huh, interesting. Which is like so silly. Hmm. And so then I'll stay in it too long. Yeah. So I've had to learn kind of the opposite of mm. like, let it out, like, let it happen. Mm. Like, it's how you feel. Like, right. don't reject that. Like, it's part of life. Yeah. But don't identify as it. Like, don't, yeah. like, it's not who you are. Yeah. And so, so I'm quick to identify with things. Right. Like, I will self, like, push on things and like be like oh that's me too <laughs> yeah you know so but your spiritual gift though your spiritual motivation like it's listed in romans 12 what do you feel like you are i think you're kind of a prophetic leader you have that yeah. pro- prophecy motivation uh-huh. and leadership yeah we gifting. were talking about the other day and and yeah, i feel like that's kind of where we both landed of like mm-hmm. more of that i'm not a prophet but <laughs> no that's, but, but that's different <laughs> yeah but yeah because i think it's i'm pretty forward yeah. and I like pretty fact of the matter and I like, I try to be authentic and mm. be honest and right. kind of cut to the chase with things. Yeah. And, and, but if people will let you, you will teach and instruct them or lead them. Yeah. If, if they allow see that, that or ask for that. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. It's hard to teach someone who doesn't want to be taught, but that's a different I, topic for a different podcast. I don't do that. No, that's, <laughs> I endeavor not to either. Yeah. And Proverbs says that a fool instructs a fool. So don't be a fool. That's a bar. <laughs> right? I needs to go in a rap song. Solomon was dropping bars, man. I might, I might put that on my next track. <laughs> fool instructs a fool. You guys need to watch out for that one. There you go. All right, cool, man. Well, any parting words to people that are leading or trying to love a Gen Zer? Yeah. Or millennial? Um, it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah. Have fun, embrace the ideas, embrace the change. Um, it's not like changing isn't sin. Mm. Um, that's like the worst thing you could do. But maybe not being creative is a sin. I mean, be, yeah, God's like, a creator. Be allow, creative. I would say this, create space for the thing. Super mm. simple. But like if there's issues between like the generational differences, like yeah. create space for the thing. If yeah. you create space for the thing and you get together in that space, you'll figure it out. Mm. Because like, like that's all that we need. Right. We we honestly don't even need like the tools. I know we were kind of talking about oh, sure. like, like the tools will come if you right. create space. That's right. For the thing. Yeah. So just like create space, like allow there to be space for right. for us. That's good. And for us, not just us by ourselves, but like together. Yeah, so that's good. So invest in those relationships. Yeah, invest. It's, so it's like making room or space for the Holy Spirit in your life to move and to speak. He's not going to barge in, but you have to create that space mm-hmm. so that He can show up. Because if, if as a leader, if you don't create the space, we're going to create the space for ourselves, but it will not be in the same context. It won't help the vision. No. Yeah, it's going to be space somewhere else. Somewhere else. But it will be somewhere. But we have got to 
get Gen Z's yes. heart because they are the least church generation in American history. Yep. They're saying 4%. That's nothing. We cannot allow this generation to be lost. And so we've got to learn them. We've got to love them. We've got to reach them. Create we've the space. We've got to lead them. And we've got to yep. let them be the leaders that they're called to be too. So it's good. Amen. Hey, man, thanks for your time. This was of awesome. That was a fun, fun chat. I know today's the day your new tune dropped. Yeah, late so, last night, dropped on all platforms congratulations. where you can listen to music. Speaking of being creative, it's a great tune. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, thanks for watching and listening. And uh, be sure and like, subscribe, and share. We appreciate you. And we're praying for you that you'll continue or start living a life that works. Thank you.